You're listening to MOG Channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is MOG Channel where we help you to see a real and practical Christianity from God's Word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Today we're going to be continuing our series, man. Right now I'm doing series, inside series, inside series. But then we're still in salvation and we're dealing with salvation from afore or before, whichever one you prefer. And today we're going to be looking at two other characters that I won't tell you about till we go down all right now yesterday we started this uh, series and we're talking about the fact that salvation was not a new concept the concept of salvation is not was not new and it wasn't something that jesus introduced salvation was a concept that came all the way from genesis and we looked at genesis chapter 3 where the lord spoke to the serpent and said the seed of the woman shall bruise your head and you will bruise his heel talking about the fact that someone was going to come to undo what you had done the seed of the woman that means one born of the woman and so we now see that countdown race or countdown timer to the coming of christ which was several thousands of years later but then we see that people in the old testament got to know about this plan that there was a plan and then there was a response they had to that plan and that response of faith or unbelief determined their eternal destiny we also looked at abraham and lazarus and we looked at what abraham said how he said uh, to the rich man he said uh, look guy even we're not going to send someone from the dead to you he said they have the law and the prophets because the rich man was saying that look i don't want people that like my family members to come here to this place of torment and he said look they have the law and the prophets so he said listen let them listen to them and now we also looked at luke 24 4 verse 25 that said all fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken or not the christ to have suffered these things and to enter, enter into his glory so it means that jesus basically was saying that the prophets spoke concerning him john 5 39 search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life for they are they which testify of me so in other words the prophets spoke moses and the prophet spoke concerning the coming of christ concerning salvation so when abraham said to him you have the law and the prophets. That's a rich man. You have the law. They have the law and the prophets. It means that what sent the rich man to hell was that he did not believe what the law and the prophets said. And what sent Lazarus, you know, into paradise with Abraham, that is in that same place, because we said nobody went into heaven, was that same belief in that resurrection or in the resurrection of Jesus Christ that would come many, many years. That's the provision of the seed that had been prophesied. That was actually it. So it wasn't like because the rich man was, you know, we've seen scripture that says it's hard for um, a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. It says easier for a camel to go through the air of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And I say, ah, okay, that's that rich man was in hell. No, it's not true. You know, I've heard many things like that. But no, if we just look at the context, we realize that they were talking about salvation. And so the Bible says there's only one name given among men. In which they will be saved and that's the name of christ and so in the old testament they had that available to them as a promise because christ had not died so it means that they did not see the fulfillment in their days we have seen the fulfillment in our own days 
they could walk in that light in a very limited sense but we can walk in the fullness of that light and that life so they didn't have the life of god they had the promise and they had justification in other words after they believed they were declared righteous by god and so god began to treat them like that but they did not have god's life in them and so there was a very very big limit to what they could do when they all died they <laughs> they went to the place of the dead they never ascended However, we look at the story of the rich man and Lazarus and realize that there was a chasm between them. And so it looks like Abraham's side was the chilling part and these other guys uh, were just in eternal torment. Because we're going to see later that Abraham actually believed the gospel. And in fact, I think his own example is one of the clearest from scriptures. Now when we say the gospel, we also want to emphasize the fact that it is not like they knew exactly one guy called Jesus is coming as a man born of a virgin no because the revelation of jesus christ was progressive so we see for example genesis chapter 3 we see very little being revealed as we go ahead go ahead we're going to see more revealed little more little more little more revealed right to isaiah i think isaiah is the one that comes ezekiel isaiah comes to say the virgin shall conceive you get so it's not that they all knew this thing like clearly no as the revelation progressed it became clearer and clear as time progressed the prophets began to speak more and more and they got to see the things clearer and clearer and we've said before that john the baptist is called the greatest prophet because he had the clearest revelation of jesus christ he pointed him out so that is why he is called the greatest so understanding all this it gives us a very good background and foundation to continue today's teaching so today we're going to be exploring two dudes but then before this what basis can we use from the new testament to explain the fact that the gospel was preached to them in the old testament hebrews chapter 4 verse 2 for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them if you read hebrews chapter 3 you see that the people is referring to there are actually the israelites it says the gospel was preached to us as unto them but the word preached did not profit them why not being mixed with what faith in them that heard it so that message existed in the old testament but people who did not believe in it did not profit from it do you get what i'm saying it's just the same way we preach today and uh, people who don't believe in it do not profit from it galatians 3 verse 8 and the scripture foreseen that god would justify the hidden through faith preached before the gospel unto abraham saying in you shall all nations be blessed are you seeing that so abraham also heard the gospel but then look at the format he heard it in these shall all nations be blessed and so there was a a form of knowledge of god right that when disciples retained we call it faith in christ we also see that in romans that retention of knowledge because as i said it is not like they heard the gospel verbatim like we all hear the gospel now but it was different in that time so look at romans chapter 1 verse 18 for the wrath of god is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness because that which may be known of god is manifest in them for god has shown it to them so here again it says that god is actually saying through paul that his knowledge the knowledge of him has been manifest has been made known god has made known himself to everybody you get that aha it says for the invisible things of him from creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things which are made even his eternal power and godhead for so that they are without excuse so the the point of this and this is uh, for those of you that are asking some questions like uh you know what happens to those who don't hear the gospel at all 
there's a clue here. I will answer the question, but you can get a clue from Romans chapter 1, verse 28. Verse 20, actually, so that they are without excuse. So it means that the gospel just comes like a confirmation, but people are already without excuse, according to God. This is what he's saying that the things of God are clearly seen being on us from what is means. So in other words, there is premium place on what we call the knowledge of God, right? The knowledge of God. God has made it known to them. God has made it known to them. So we're going to say that to these people that are specifically being talked about, that knowledge was made known to them as salvation. But then we will later talk about the others who were not Jews or who did not who are not in this line of succession. But remember we said already that Adam and Eve knew about that. And so if they were the parents of all <laughs> of us, it means that that knowledge has trickled down for generations. So you have two kinds of knowledge that trickle down. The knowledge of God, which is evident in nature, but there was also this other knowledge of what God was going to do and a promise of God that also trickled down over time. Man, I'm already answering the questions most more. You get that. But then look at verse... 21 because that they knew god they glorified him not as god neither were thankful but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened professing themselves wise they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible god into an image you know image made like to corruptible man and to birds and forfeited so in other words what we're seeing here is that they actually rejected the knowledge of god are you seeing that I have verse 25 says who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed so you are seeing what has happened with man is that there was a knowledge right there was a knowledge of God there was a knowledge of God in this case we are seeing as I said two kinds of knowledge but people either accepted or rejected that knowledge in the Old Testament the same way they accept or reject that knowledge now and so based on the acceptance or rejection of that knowledge, we now see them either being saved or not being saved. See that? Aha. Uh-huh. So if we now understand that, we can move ahead, right? Aha. Uh-huh. So like we're going to look at this dude. There's this guy called Enoch, right? He's the first guy I'm going to talk about very briefly. Because there's still not much information about the dude. But look at Genesis chapter 5, verse 24. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Now, there are many speculations concerning what happened with Enoch. When they God took him, did God take him to heaven? What happened? Da, 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 da. <laughs> you know? And, I mean, there was one text of scripture that you have to keep on, um, like, <laughs> looking at if you want to understand all these confusing ideas. That says no one has ascended to heaven this was by the mouth of jesus john chapter 3 verse 13 or 13 john 3 verse 13 ah we have to do christology oh that's christocentric teaching very very soon okay it says john 3 13 and no one has ascended to heaven but the, but he that came down from heaven even the son of man which is in heaven i seen that so no one has ever ascended to heaven so if you want to tell me that Enoch ascended to heaven then Jesus is a liar a blatant liar but if I have to pick between what Moses wrote and what Jesus explained as what Moses wrote I'll pick what Jesus explained though because ah, Jesus is the Lord man what did Moses know <laughs> so you are saying that he says uh, Enoch was now look at this Enoch was God and was not for God took him was not now was not that could just mean that he died yeah if he didn't go to heaven maybe he died 
Hebrews now, the New Testament gives or sheds more light concerning what happened to Enoch. Right? It says, By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death. That's Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5. It was what translated that he should not see death. And so, what uh, the word translated just means he was transferred, transported. You know, he changed. There was a change of states, change sides. I like this one. It was exchange or he changed sides. <laughs> so just, just understand that that translated just means that he was by faith in was translated. That is, he was on the earth and then he wasn't on the earth. Aha. So it says that he should not see death. Now, and this death would have to be he did not see death the normal way others would see it. He didn't taste it the way others would see it. He says, and was not found. So his body was just not found. You see that? <laughs> his body was just not found before God had translated him. For before his translation, he had his test. So keep on talking about the guy's translation. Translation. Before God translated. So he's, we can actually tell that his, the way he left this world was very, very, very miraculous. He just wasn't found. He, was, he didn't die the way other people you know, would die. He just, you know, where the guy disappeared, appeared. However, we know for the fact that this dude did not enter heaven and we also know where the dude went because of where Abraham and Lazarus went we know that this is where the guy went you see so whichever way he went he went I seen that but then it says here that because he had testimony or witness that he pleased God so he said okay he pleased God what does it mean that he pleased God they explain in verse 6 but without faith, it is impossible to please him. And I remember we've been talking about people, someone like Abel. We read about Abel yesterday, that uh, Abel was actually the first guy. Look at verse 4. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. Remember we spoke about that? He offered unto God a more what excellent sacrifice. So we explained that very clearly, that Abel's um, sacrifice was just based on his belief in what God was going to do based on what was said to Adam and Eve. And so his sacrifice that had blood, remember I said without the shed of blood, there's no remission of sins. So his sacrifice that had blood in it, he was by that he was just saying, Lord, I will need a sacrifice. I, you know, I believe I I, I need restitution for my own sin, forgiveness for my own sin. I can't come before God by my own works. And so by that he obtained the witness that he was what? Righteous. You see that? God is fine of his gifts. So what he offered was his gift, his gift. It was important the kind of offering he offered as we see in contrast that Cain just brought the work of his hands and said God take collect it take it and we know that the guy walked in unbelief he dealt with that very very well so just go get yesterday's episode if you've not gotten it right so when you now understand that comes out to verse 6 but without faith it's impossible to please God I understand that faith is not just that means that, that faith is actually faith in God faith in what God said right faith in what um, was going to happen faith in god's promise you can see that generalization that that's that specific kind of category belief in god belief in what god said belief in god what or what god was going to do and so without that faith right it is impossible to please god so you are seeing that the pleasing god here is not talking about you don't use this text to say ah you need faith to please god of course yes you actually do need in fact you can actually use it in a way you, faith actually is, is a way to please God but we're talking about righteousness by faith because what did these people receive in exchange for their faith in God they received righteousness they were declared righteous do you understand they were declared righteous that, in other words God looked at them with the eyes of righteousness he did not look at them as sinners anymore 
and I mean that's what happens to us as believers when we believe because it's the same message that was preached to us that has been preached to them and so if they believed it that means it's the same thing they would receive except for the fact that they did not have the spirit do you get that Aha. so when we understand that we now understand that the faith here is exactly is being spoken or being spoken about here is more of faith in Christ faith in what God said faith in God's promise alright so when we now get that we now understand why Enoch was translated because Enoch also believed in the promise of God Enoch walked with God right the Bible says he walked with God that means he followed God's instruction so you're going to see that many of them their actions of faith in God their following of God's instructions what God said their belief in God in general was what was attributed to them as faith in Christ are you seeing that if they're willing to walk with God and they did what God told them and all those things it was attributed as faith in Christ but then in a figure they also had an idea that there was a promise come remember we said that the knowledge was passed down from Adam and Eve through generations so they knew okay there's something coming up so it's very, very possible they also look to that future that God was going to actually do. In fact, as we run through, because you notice that we're going to be running through the Old Testament and running through Hebrews. By the time we get down to what I call the good stuff in Hebrews, man, you may be shouting because you just realize, oh my goodness, this is this is dope. Hebrews is like my favorite book in the Bible for now. <laughs> okay, so when you understand that, you now get, okay, that this guy too had faith in God right he believed the message of salvation even if he didn't hear it clearly and that is why he was justified which is also why he ends up in hebrews 11 and i said i've said it before that hebrews 11 is what we call the hall of faith is it faith or fame yeah hall of faith hall of fame both of them work very very well all right now now that we're done with enoch right we're going to okay let me say something hebrews 11 verse 1 says now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen for by it the elders obtain a good report the elders here just talking about these guys in the old testament we mentioned abel we mentioned enoch we're going to mention noah now and read down then i see abraham you see all the other guys we're going to talk about later but the point is that all of them faith was a substance of things hoped for so in other words god had made a promise the promise was christ and so they believed right and so that faith that assurance they had in what god said in his promise that was faith to them see that so it makes sense to use on abel to use on enoch that god said something made a promise and they all held on to that promise and that was faith for them glory to god now the next guy we're going to look at is noah right now genesis 6 verse 8 says but noah found grace in the eyes of god now if you're reading the old testament many times you will not really get the picture till you go into the new testament to realize what god meant genesis 6 verse 9 these are the generations of noah noah was a just man and perfect in his generation i see now and noah walked with god remember the bible says enoch walked to god so when i see people that say they walk to god walk to god you have an idea of what is meant that they walked with god they had faith in god they believed in god they've obeyed god's word and that was translated to them as what faith in christ okay so look at genesis 6 verse 18 but with you so this is god speaking to Noah and says but with you i will establish my covenant and you shall come to the ark you and your sons and your wife and your, your son's wives and also so basically god tells in the verses before god has told noah to build an ark right and we're going to see the symbolism of that ark in a very 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 short time Genesis 7 verse 1 and the Lord said to Noah come you and all your house into the ark for you I have seen righteous before me in the generation 
Remember how we said that God doesn't just call people righteous for nothing. It's not because you are such a good boy. There's something that, you know, God sees in you to declare you're righteous. And remember we said that Abel was called righteous and we have realized already what Abel did. So we can actually attribute that to, to Noah also. He was called righteous not because he was just a very nice guy. But he followed God, he obeyed God, and then there was a belief he had in the promise of God. And that's what declared him as righteous. Look at Hebrews 11 verse 7. By faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. Are you seeing that? By the which he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness which is by faith. So you see, his own faith was in God's instruction. God told him. It says prepare an ark right now some people say that by this time um no rain had fallen now there's always a contrast with that the causes an opposition i'll just be honest with you if you want to use that then you would have to tell us what genesis chapter uh two means because the bible tells us that god had not sent to rain that okay that bible says in, in genesis that the dew watered the earth because um, God had not sent rain yet because there was no man to till the ground. So if you look at the logic of that, it means that by the time that uh, man came on the scene to till the ground, that means that rain must have come. <laughs> you can find that in Genesis chapter 6, by the way, but there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and became a living soul okay uh what am i what is what i'm looking for okay it's actually verse five and every plant of the field before it was it was the, in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew for the lord god has not caused to rain upon the earth and there was not a man to till the ground are you seeing that so there was a mist that watered the earth but there was no man to till the ground so we can assume that when man came to till the ground that rains came so that's why that is a very very serious contradiction but the ground that many people held was that there was no rain and no rain had ever fallen before that was the first time rain had fallen well as i said this text of scripture unless maybe it can be explained to me but that's why i wouldn't hold that position like that okay so <laughs> noah right back to noah so you see that noah god warned him that this is going to happen and he was moved with reverence he prepared an ark he obeyed god and with that he was called an heir of faith are you seeing that aha uh-huh. he was called righteous he became an heir of righteousness which is by faith so you are seeing that his faith in god or his righteousness was based on faith in christ okay uh first peter chapter 3 verse 18 for christ also has once suffered for sins the just for the unjust that he might bring us to god being put to death in the flesh but made alive in the spirit by which he went and preached to the spirits in prison. Now, this is one of these those tricky texts that make us think that he went and preached people in, in hell or something like that when he died. But just now, remember we said, I think we have said this before, that the writers and translators and all these people that translated from the original text, we, when we, this thing was written, for example, this was written in Greek originally, and that's a very old language. When they're translating it, there are sometimes that they got ahead of themselves and even the way they arranged their text, it did not make too much sense. Because if we look at the context, it's by which he also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison. Verse 20 says, which sometimes were disobedient. You're not like, hmm, so who are those? But let's keep reading. When once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah. So are you seeing that all what he's saying here has to do with what the days of Noah. 
right? While the ark was prepared. So he says, in the days of Noah, while the ark of Noah was prepared, that God was practicing long suffering. Do you remember when God said that the days of man would be 120 years, right? Is it 120? Yeah, well, 120 years. If you look at Genesis chapter 6, um, many times we think that that was God shortening man's years but that though that won't make sense you know why because after that we see man was still living three five four hundred five hundred years and everything even i think abraham lived to be 170 years or so 175 years or something like that that's when he died so it couldn't have been that all of the lives of all men and, and let, let me explain this to you why because if that is the case right remember that noah was like and his family were the only ones not wiped out so it would mean that after at least after Noah's family, the next families would be living 120, 120, 120, or less than 120. But we didn't see that. We still saw them living three, five, six hundred, you know, and then it kept on reducing and reducing, you know, till the time. I think Abraham was like one of the last people, Abraham and whoever. Isaac then he now normalized to that 120 and now it has even dropped. If, if you see 120, <laughs> praise the Lord Jesus. But we don't see that. So we're seeing that when we says when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, that long suffering has to do with the 120 years he said that he was going to wait. Now, when scholars calculate it, it's not exactly 120 years, but then at least we see, we have an idea that at least it's better to believe that than to believe that everybody's age was 120. You understand what I'm saying? So, uh, let's continue. All right. So, you see that which sometimes we're disobedient. So, the people that are disobedient is talking about those who were. Um, who, refused, who didn't enter the ark? That's those who rebelled and God was sad that he made man. That's Genesis 6. You know, Bible says that God said was sad that he made man. These are the rebellious people in the days of Noah, right? Aha. So, when you now understand, you now look at verse 3, verse 19. It says, by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison. Now, this cannot be Christ if you look at the context because it's already talking about Noah. It will mean that this was actually, you know, talking about Noah. He also went and preached he's the one that preached to who remember in his days those were disobedience which sometimes were disobedient right aha uh-huh. so <laughs> those are the people that he preached to in his lifetime while he was preparing the ark are you seeing that uh-huh. so it can be so all this pre- preach unto the spirits in prison all these things uh, or you know spirits there is the word I think it should be the word pneuma right uh-huh. spirits in prison it, it, by context by the law of context it cannot be people that were dead in hell when jesus died and went to hell no it cannot be because you won't even find other supporting texts for this right aha so he says while i was preparing where it few that is eight souls were saved by water so you now see say what eight souls were what saved by water so how many people entered the ark eight people are you seeing that it still correlates to what no else what we're saying then 21 gets even more scary or is it more scary or more <laughs> interesting the like figure whereunto even baptism does now save us remember he said Esau were what saved by water in other words by the floods that flood was their salvation let's just put it like that they were in the boat the idea was that they were in a boat and then the waters rose and they rose with the water because they were safely in the ark and now says the like figure wherein even baptism now saves us do you get now remember baptism has to do with immersion in this case not um immersion into water but immersion into christ but he uses the floods of noah and you know how i put it he compares it or makes a kind of similitude or parallel to the salvation i will receive which is in baptism remember i said just he who believes and is baptized shall be saved right Uh 
and there are other talks about baptism we are buried in baptism with christ jesus so it now says that is look at that is the life you are going to even baptism does now save us i seen that uh-huh. it says not not the putting away of the field of the flesh but the answer of a good conscience to god by the words and resurrection of jesus so in other words look at this he uses the story of noah to talk about resurrection in other words, you see that there was salvation. Noah's, by, by what Noah did, Noah's family was saved and preserved in a wicked generation. The same way the resurrection of Christ also preserves and saves us. You understand? Well, that's what we're baptized into. Glory to Jesus. And to confirm that, 2 Peter 2 verse 5, And spared not the old world, but saved Noah the eighth person. Right? Notice that the other one said eight people. Noah the what? Eighth person. That is, there were eight and he was... I don't know. This is just a funny rendition. Noah, which I think this is better than that, but Noah, one of the eight, a preacher of what? Righteousness. Remember we said that in verse 20, 1 Peter 3, verse 20, he says, um, okay, 3 verse 19, but which he also went and preached. Are you seeing that? So he now calls him what? A preacher of what? Righteousness. And this is how we know that while he was building the ark, he was preaching to the people, but those people refused to believe, right? Because he says, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly so we see that noah was declared righteous also so it's very very clear that these guys were justified by their actions of faith right aha their actions of faith justified them the generation also it also means that that message was open to everybody but then those who did not retain the knowledge of god those who rejected knowledge of god or rejected the knowledge of his salvation plan today will not be saved yeah so that basically is it okay all right so i guess with this that you've learned something you should have you definitely have admit it to yourself <laughs> you have okay so i've enjoyed sharing this with you i also hope you enjoy sharing with other people and let's make some noise <laughs> All right, guys, announcements. We are praying every single day on Mixlr, M-I-X-L-R, 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. on the Mixlr app. Find it on the Play Store, on the App Store. Join us every single day. Just type Young Christian Nation, search for us and follow us. And every single day, just log in or just whatever, 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. Nigerian time. And you're going to find us there praying. That would be awesome. And, of course, today is the move of God. Every Friday is the move of God meeting where I will personally be teaching you on the supernatural power of God. And it's going to be at 8 p.m. Nigerian time. You don't want to miss it. Drag a friend and drag another friend and another friend and another friend and some family members and maybe your dog if you have one. And let's hear the gospel. All right. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. If this blessed you, or you want to say hi, or you have a question, you can head over to my Instagram, that's pst.essien, pst.essien, see there.